0: No
1: Welcome back to Credit in the Straight World, I am your host, Kayala, and I have been away from my microphone for quite a while, Um, I apologize and thank you for sticking with me and coming back if you were here before, so my, uh, my first two episodes were I think December and January, And I'm only on episode three um, because uh, you might have heard of this thing that happened back as early as February, but mostly in March. It was called coronavirus, and then um, it's more popularly known now as COVID-19. I believe I had it in February, um, which took me out for a while, even though I had a couple episodes under my belt to put out. One seemed better to add a part two to it, and the next one, which I'm only putting out now, um, seemed better set for June for Pride, because this episode, or that episode, is about gay humor, gay identity, and queer culture. Um, So I thought I could record another episode in that amount of time, but I flew out to San Francisco to start working on my film or to continue working on it and that film is what I'm working on and it's a film about San Francisco in the the late 90s, early 2000s Um, and it's using music as the main um, source of information about that time and uh, I am part of that, the band that I am in or was in is part of that. So I went there with that purpose, and I could not redo anything. I could not reschedule because I am making this film on less than a shoestring budget. I I like to say it's made on a a baby shoestring budget, so if you think of the, take the shoelaces out of a baby shoe, that's my budget. So I went in to San Francisco, and all hell broke loose, and Life has not been the same since. Um, I will tell that story uh, another uh, episode, perhaps. Um, it's a great story. Um, I, will, I will say though, one of the, I've gotten several texts when all this went down, um, because people were saying how my the band, the band that I that I am in or am, is the nervous breakdown. So that. Having never heard my band or if you have, people are saying this, you made, this is the soundtrack for uh, this pandemic. So that it, that's super cute. That's sweet. <laughs> I like that. Um, and I'm back on this and I, I'm going to keep producing uh, my episodes more regularly, probably on a bi-monthly basis. Um, these I will refer to as the pandemic sessions um, they are not going to be ideal because of social distancing, but uh, I'll figure that part out. But in the meantime, I did want to read a funny text that um, one of my subjects quote me, um, texted me when we were sort of joking about me leaving San Francisco and everything falling apart. She said, and she used to be in my band. She said, okay, total city shutdown after you come for a visit. I think you've topped the Nervous Breakdowns meltdown of all time. And I believe I uh, I did top it. So without further ado, this is episode three. <clears throat> um, this is with my friends and colleague, Michael DeGeorge, and we will talk about gay humor, gay identity, and queer culture, and some other little things. Um, I hope it's funny, You might, some of you might get offended by some of it, but the point being, this is what happens when you put two gay men in a room and let them share a microphone, so enjoy. I
2: used to come to New York a lot when I was in high school, and it had this appeal to me as being like a place where you know, I, I guess I guess it's like true of everyone um, to some degree, but it was a place where things were happening. You know, and it also I was like aware of its sort of importance as a site of, um, you know, just like sort of a avant-garde like artistic expression and that sort of thing, um, and like a you know, there's like a lot of radical politics that had. Had their base in New York, um, so those things, you know, obviously appealed to me. Being from dull, soulless suburban New Jersey, um, so it seemed like a natural, you know, stepping stone. Like just to to leave New Jersey and go to New York. It's what I knew. It was, you know, exciting and different, and you know, and it had this amazing history that I was attached to. Um, I'm assuming you moved here for. For like similar reasons.
1: I did. It's interesting when you, so when people from very close quarters to New York City talk about this because it's like it's literally a train right away. Um, it is a Hawaii's a little further <laughs> <laughs> the, the distance, yeah. right? So um, I'm always envious. It's like I, I totally get it. like uh maybe I
0: should, I,
1: but it's like like at your doorstep to... So, come here even though I maybe it's still it's always a big jump to move, you know to leave your natural your natural state or where where, even leaving home like meeting at your parents house or something to come go anywhere else um but the I'm not sure which questions to ask for first but um we're getting into like what you do and I know that I didn't ask you too much about this, but I know you sort of fall into, what was your drop? What was your major when you dropped out?
2: Um, I was doing philosophy and then felt incapable <laughs> of actually doing philosophy like professionally because um, I'm not like a, in some ways I'm not like a, I like to think of myself as like a principled person and yet. I can, like, very easily come under the spell of a good argument. And so mm-hmm. I didn't... It's like I would encounter a good argument and not know how to uh, how to counter it. And I felt like, ah, oh, that's, like, a pretty critical weakness for someone who wants to go into philosophy, you know? Like, you, you need to be able to articulate a response to something and not just be swept up by it. Um, and then, you know, like, I've recently kind of half heartedly return to school just to at least get a bachelor's degree, you know, be like, I don't know, maybe I wanna have some sort of like reasonable employment at some point. Um, but now it's uh I guess my focus would be, you know, like English, but still with sort of a philosophical bent, but with this idea that like I don't know, I, I uh I guess I wanna be I wanna Study something that has more of a creative element because I think like the ambiguity of sort of like the creative part makes it more appealing to me. Sure. Um,
1: so you're and, you're um, I would have assumed you're like a uh, lack of a better term writer type, right?
2: Yeah, but like I'm insanely uh, self conscious, so I don't really do it much. You know, like anytime I do it, I'm like, oh fuck, what? Like, what is this? This is like fucking everything every time I write something I'm like oh this feels like something that they like that would be in like the New Yorker or some shit (laughs) it's just like really boring literary shit it's like I want to do something like more like kind of raw like exciting but I can't I don't know I just I never feel comfortable with anything I produce so I feel like I, I appreciate like people who are creative and doing like artistic things. And yet I feel like incapable of doing it myself. Um, part of the reason that I admire you so much is like, you seem to like, you, you kind of just act like you just do when you want to create something. Um, you don't get caught up in this like awful head game of being like, ah, no, I can't do it well. So I better not even try. You just go for it. You make it happen. Um, and like the end result, it's like you know, sort of like the roughness, the fact that it wasn't like this perfectly curated thing with all the like consummate professionals involved. That adds to it's sort of uh, like aesthetic value or something.
1: Yeah, i I hadn't thought of that, but I now I since you say so, i i, I understand where you're coming. It's like it's I'm saying I understand, but at the same time, I'm saying I can't relate to you at all, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, no, I, I get that. But I... Because you're uh, not in your head in this way, like... I mean, I have my... problem. I mean, I have my, I have my self-deprecation, which is, like, always hindering me from advancing in so many aspects of life. But but I, I guess the difference is, like, even when I'm self-deprecating, I'm still producing yeah. content. right. Which, uh... I think there are lots of... I mean, I guess a lot, i lot. I, I tend to ask that question at the end. I, meaning, like, you know, all the hundred podcasts I've done. <laughs> <laughs> <is my> <laughs> but maybe it, it's fine to just put this, like, right at the beginning. Um, I, since we're on the topic of self-deprecating and succeeding at that, you know, which doesn't... You wouldn't normally put those two things together, but I always found Ginny Graffalo to be my spirit animal <laughs> that way because she pulls that off while succeeding in that, like, she makes it part of her act very successfully. Yeah. So like, I know a lot of people are like, that's so negative. You shouldn't, you know, give yourself some credit. I was like, Jesus Christ. Those people. like, I'm trying to like, I'm actually being positive by making fun of myself. You know, I, I'm really tired. Like, it's, you know, my entire life has been that. like, you know, you shouldn't say that. It's like, really negative. I was like, oh, fuck those people. No, this is, <laughs> I am not, no, uh, this isn't the secret. It's not, that's a sham. Yeah, 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 right. No. Right. Beethoven was in positive, I don't know, you know what I mean, like everyone was a visionary. I was like, no, they weren't. They fucking hated themselves. Like, that's the secret. (laughs) right, there. right. It's like, I'm more inspired by people that took like, that like understood their, their worst parts and curated that into a, whether it's a career or a painting or you know, becoming, like, that's, like, if you are, like, self-deprecating, it should be, it should be part of your act. Mm-hmm. You should sell it. You shouldn't change that in order to succeed. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm so, I, I no one ever says that, and I think, like, I don't know, I don't, we should just go to high schools and tell kids, it's okay to hate yourself.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I wish more kids would, because I think, what we're experiencing now, uh, politically, every everyone's a fucking winner. It the, turns out, like, God, music is sucking. Everything sucks because yep. everyone thinks they're a winner. And it's the most uninteresting uh, thing ever. Like, it turns out that that aesthetic of, like, everyone's a winner it doesn't work. At least for me. No, I like, so I have to seek out goodness. bands and seek out like, you know, it's like my favorite people are like, uh, there's Jimmy of but you know, music wise, it's like people like losing, like falling apart is so inspirational to me, but having, watching someone fall apart on stage, I think is phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's mm. a phenomenon and it's like, if I choose to experience it that way and I'm not exploiting. Me. I'm not exploiting it by. In, I'm not enjoying it. I just feel. Uh, it feel like I'm in a. Um, it's a sacred space. So you know, like it's, it's two- immediately relatable.
2: This ties in amazingly. The only question I had, repaired or thought, or you know, like whatever, um, was about like. Um, I I see you as sort of continuing. This is why I admire like what, like your artistic output so much. is it's it's in this sort of tradition that is very much like an integral part of gay culture or maybe what was once gay culture, sure. which is like this irreverent sort of humor and, um, like this, the, the tension between like glamor and just total degradation, like, like a Judy Garland, you know, glamorous, but so really, really fucked up. Like, fundamentally fucked up extremely dark um and like the glamour being an affectation that that sort of is very very minimally sort of papering over all the darkness yes and this tension between the glamour and the darkness creating something like and getting humor out of that like i feel like that's like sort of one of the best things about gay culture and being gay and, and it's Again, like because of the weird times we're in right now I'm not even sure how much this is still a part of gay culture or whether something like gay culture can even be said to still exist but like uh, like this this sort of tradition and I was actually thinking on my way over here like all right so what is like what's like a contemporary like what's a good example of contemporary gay humor and the only thing I could think of and this is it's almost perfect because it's not intentionally humorous, but do you know that video of Lindsay Lohan from like a a year or a year and a half ago of like her trying to kidnap that, poor Syrian <laughs> child <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, this is the best example of gay humor <laughs> that I could think of because it's so sad like these fucking people are living on the street they don't speak any English she's talking to them in English Holy and shit. like broken Arabic like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently she knows some Arabic now
1: inshallah <laughs> it <man>. inshallah <laughs>
0: Like, just, let me take you. My <laughs> <betrayal too>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't f with me. You're ruining our culture by doing this. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> give me your hand. Give me your hand. Oh, <laughs> hey, Jacques. <gasps> look are that to Bro, look at the clothes. <gasps> oh, she was. So it's like,
2: she's obviously, she was once glamorous, but now she's, you know, she has this sort of sad life, we we don't really understand, like she's extremely mentally unstable, clearly, but then there's also this other, way darker element of like, the Syrian family sleeping on the street, (laughs) in the cold, wherever the fuck she is, like in Turkey or Germany or something like that, I couldn't really... I don't really know. But, Whatever accent um, she's speaking, and go, she speaks, which just where she is. Yes! Like, right? like, I'm like, in like, watching this, I'm like, this is gay yeah, humor. Like, yeah, only gay men can understand how fucking we are back, funny this is. Baby. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, exactly.
1: So anyway, that was I, it. I want. This came up at work, and I, I think this is appropriate. I love it. She's nice.
2: These a great. Great, yeah, you forget for parent trap, man. This is your shining <laughs>
0: moment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes.
2: I've never cared more about Lindsay Lohan than I do, like
1: in this in these last couple of years. I mean, dancing to the Dark Thing is like basically Judy Garland and yes, Lisa Minnelli. exactly. And it's, times it becomes Mariah Carey because Lindsay Lohan is carrying the torch in a weird way. Except she's not the talent that someone like Judy Garland is, but this what you are talking about, it's like, oh, we've gone past Judy Garland and now we're at fucking Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay like, Lohan a, kidnapping. Assaulting theory. a family. Yeah. Or getting assaulted <laughs> <future> in turn. <laughs> yes, and it's right, like deservedly. amazing it's because like... it's also being live streamed what <laughs> happened. Do you know what I mean? And people are just capturing the shit on their phone as if they're gonna like sell it out of the back of their van, you know, because now everyone's so like uh, technically tied into the, like trying to record it before it gets deleted so that, you know, and the, she can't really control her career, uh, in real time, nor can she control it, what she's releasing, because everyone is, has devices to record, because I, I think, you know, in her mind, she's like, I'm being live and real, and it's like, yeah, you are, like, <laughs> it's fucking dark, yeah. like, you know what I mean, like, yes. you don't even understand how you're falling apart in front of us, but, um... You used to just fall apart behind the scenes and there were stories, but now there are literally like Instagram stories streaming. It's like Yeah, no, we can see her
2: like falling apart. Face. And unfortunately,
1: <laughs> you know, right, you're playing director and producer to your own demise because <laughs> you used to have to ask, you know, like a production assistant, the dark things that happen while this person is going through this thing. Yeah. Like right. behind the stage. But we're witnessing it. it's like You're giving us access to your darkness of falling apart. And and back to your point, it's the best gay humor ever because gay humor is really fucking nasty and it's very dark. Yes,
2: exactly. And it's also like she doesn't realize... Like, she's not really in on the joke. Like, she is just broadcasting (coughs) this and
1: it's clear that she thinks she's doing something good. Uh, Which adds this other element, a darker element. I think the darkest element because you're... (coughs) Judy Garland all these classic nervous breakdowns let's just say these are like because even when you brought this up um I want to say the band needs to come back for this but I I am the nervous breakdown so it's it's really confusing but something like that would have instantly been on a flyer do you know what I mean like nervous breakdowns playing Argus Lounge at (laughs) 8pm you know and just like I probably like write in Arabic or something <laughs> and just have, like, Lindsay Lohan as a caricature with a black eye or something, you know, just yes, like... Yes. Because, like, yes. that's part of it because it was, it was she I made... Have. And she's outdone Madonna on the fake accent. And Madonna is, <laughs> yes. like, I am from London, America accent, but then Lindsay Lohan, like, literally shifts. And the fact that she just did that, that show where she's like, wait, she what? She made a reality show about owning a Greek resort in Greece. Yes. With some greasy dudes. Yes, like that's the thing. Like, I mean, okay, does she he, talk with the Greek accent now? I must watch. <laughs> you know?
0: With
2: Madonna, it's like it was all way too thought out. Like, Madonna, like, Madonna's with, pretentious. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. But and Lindsay then, doesn't know do any know, better. She's so she just sucked into Madonna's so she's boring, like, I can't even make fun of her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, no, no, completely. Madonna's do you know what I mean? like, just Madonna doesn't fall body. into the pantheon of great women, period, I think, because she doesn't have, like, the only version of a meltdown she's ever had is too much plastic surgery and her pretentiousness. She's and the a pretentiousness pretentious, that's the is thing, like yes. actually doesn't. You know, like someone like Mariah Carey, let's say, right? She's ridiculously glamorous, you know? But she's still not pretentious even when she's in that mode. And when even she does, like, I don't know who she is. Like, <laughs> who's Jennifer <laughs> Lopez? You know? Who's. I don't know her. It's amazing. You know, yes. Madonna is still waiting it's, for her, I don't know her moment. She can't even, like, not only can she not sing, sing, like Mark Harry, but she can't even, like, she everything's is, so invented. And she, it's to her it, point, it, 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 she's like she the, is great because she curated Madonna, but that only goes so far, right?
2: She's a product She's so of controlled. The that, New York art world is what I was going to say. Like, that's what she came up in, and... It's like all based on just, I mean, it's all bullshit. Like anyone who doesn't have disdain for like the art world, like, you know, capital A, capital W art world is a fucking delusional rube, you know, like they're, they're like way too far in it or something. But to everyone else who, you know, has any say on this, like, it's a fucking joke. It's pretentious and like completely removed from, uh, you know, like what artistic output should be like or you know like sort of artistic commentary and I I feel like Madonna is very much a part of that world where everything is very conceptual like her whole image was extremely curated um and I'm not even making a point about like oh she was like a product of these corporate record labels that molded her in some image like I I believe that Madonna had a large role in sort of curating her own image but I think her instincts were honed by her background in the New York art world, which like fucking yes, ruined right. it. It makes it so that it's, it's again, like extremely esoteric and not this sort of like primal sort of more immediate form of art that I think is, is way better. And, th- and this art is, always exists at the margins of the art world or, or just like totally outside of it. And I think right. that's the only art worth worth making or, you know, it's the only art that I can appreciate. Uh, and that's I think that's really that is in line with sort of your your own approach to like making art, which is why I bring it up.
1: Yeah, thanks. I hope, I, but I and then I, I never think like that, like I would be talking about my process or something like Madonna, how it <laughs> no, works, but but it's completely that. related. I mean, it. I mean, there is. It's. Uh, I was at a. I was at work, and then it went to you know how Spotify goes to radio mode. Yeah. I don't know what I started at, but I was like, what is this? this is awful, but it's familiar. And I was like, oh, it's loosely familiar, but it's awful in a way that's it's foreign to me. And I was like, is it in another language? A white person singing in African. I was like, is this Madonna? And it sure was. <laughs> it's
2: a nice thing.
1: <laughs> it's her new single.
2: Wait, she has a I new swear- single?
1: Yes. Fuck. Oh my god, that's the
2: saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, um, it's bad. She should not be putting out a new single. Like, she. Do you remember that moment years ago? What was this? What like she was at some kind of like rave or like so, like an ED? Is it EDM? What is it? Yep. That's the genre, right? The mm-hmm. yeah, she was at like some EDM festival was like, it came out on stage. I think she was promoting, was the album that she put out, MDMA. Oh. She, I think she was that promoting happens. that. And she she made some reference to like, yeah, I know everyone's like, all fucked up on MDMA. But, or, ah, I can't remember the details, but it was a horrible, horrible moment where it's like, oh <laughs> please, just like, go please. put in your mansion and like, just be content that you had an right. amazing impact on yeah, popular culture problem, all right? that stuff. But just let it, Go, like, it, this is not your time anymore. She made some very cringy reference to, like,
1: everyone being fucked up on, you know. How does she not something. hear, like, how is she not con- artistically conscious of this, right? That's how the thing, she seems do? so self-aware, I know so curious. When I tell, you know, if I know when I'm on stage, and I I say some fucked up shit, you know, it falls flat, it's like, oh, even... It's it's (laughs) just just one to bit too far, but I I know (laughs) this I know the sound of I know for being so like a a little to no success like you know from like a financial standpoint or an audience standpoint I do know the the basic response of like to like. You know, like, I would hear that in my head if I said some ridiculous shit. Like, like you guys are ready for some MDMA? <laughs> well, I got something to say about it. It goes something like this
0: <laughs>
1: MDMA is my new album. <laughs> do uh, And then start speaking Swahili and just. <laughs> you've really gone to, you've really you've really outdone yourself this time. Yeah. You know, so to speak. And it's pretty fucking sad. But even then, it you know, going back to our, the gay dark humor thing, and you know, so many fucking gays fucking like this garb, like they still stand by her shit. It's like, uh, how do you morally and how do you gay morally, you know, is there like a, some kind of gay moral term? Because I think that needs to be a thing yeah. now. It's like, morality. how can you actually s- have any gay morality? And stick with this chick past 2,000 and... I mean, some people would argue not even the odds. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yes,
2: exactly. Like I thought hang-up was
1: okay, you know. It was an ABBA sample, so, you know, that was an easy kill, <laughs> really, you know. And she looked good, I'll give her that, but she just looks horrible and sounds worse. You but, know what I
2: just realized what she's trying to do, and this is, like, very Madonna. It's, like, she still wants to be the one pushing the envelope to, like in the 80s it was like oh having a black Jesus in your music video it's like oh my god yes this is like so subversive but now she doesn't know what the fuck to do so she's like oh let me let me like provoke someone (laughs) into accusing me of cultural appropriation by singing in African in my fucking single like that will that's gonna be envelope pushing today. It's just like, oh, honey, please, just, just again, retreat to your mansion. Like, just, you have no, no relevance now. You cannot be edgy now. You're just too old. You need to. That's okay. This is one of the things that is another part of gay culture that I love, and it's like, I, I both love and and I find this very funny, but I'm also made very sad by it. Again, it's this weird tension, like sadness and humor. Um, but, like, people who refuse to age
1: gracefully. Oh, and other people, too. It's like, Jesus Christ. Do you even understand what you look like? Yeah. I mean, we're, what, where do you go? How how do you get to that line where you're just completely unaware of, like, what you look like or how you're coming off? It's my worst nightmare to be, like, aging, not gracefully. I was like, should I? Am I, am I going to get to a version of me that's like, you know, maybe I should wear an eye patch on stage (laughs) and change my name to Madame Keala, Christian Rama, you know, it's like, that is so fucking desperate on an epic scale, but it's funny because even then, you're still not funny, it's not even funny enough to be, you know, Eliza or Mariah, you're just, you're you're tragic, but you suck, you're That's that's what it is. Madonna even sucks at being tragic.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: There's nothing great about her tragedy. No. It's so boring. Totally. Yes.
2: Uh, I don't know what that's about. Maybe like she's trying so hard to be relevant and edgy that she doesn't have this sort of. She's she's not naive enough, I think. Like, everything with her. And this goes yeah. back to, again, like, no. being molded in the New York art scene where it's, like, everything is esoteric and extremely thought out and intentional. It's, like, she doesn't have this sort of aloofness that makes it, you know, glamorous in some way. It's right. Like everything it will, is super Anything golden. could happen.
1: Like, That's part of the glamour. I, the glamour of a tragedy. Like, you don't know what's going to happen next. And anything could, like fucking slip. Exactly. Like, no it's, not, it's a
2: real thing. It's it's not a curated thing like what Madonna does.
1: And actually, the only time she literally slipped, I remember this, is like the last record she made, which she did actually make a record. Uh, another horrible record. Like I, like I can't even... It was it called I,
2: Candy or something?
1: No, no it, like it was Candy. after that. Oh, fuck. And she was doing like a bull conquistador sort of thing. You know, if, also, can you just be white and suck? Can you just... <laughs> well, that's I, the thing, I she's baiting people. so
2: much people. honor. She's baiting right? people to accuse her of cultural appropriation that's because so she wants sad to be there
0: now. and edgy. It's
1: really pathetic. Like, it's really sad. America, are you listening? Madonna, are <laughs> you're you listening? Them, Please. You're giving them... <laughs> you're letting Madonna get away with this because you're, you're, your boundaries are giving Madonna more... Content <laughs> to keep producing music. So the more you start, more you start drawing lines and what, like what is appropriate and not appropriate. Madonna is just studying these things, and she will keep making albums. Mm-hmm. If you just don't, you need to, you need to just accept things for a her and stop. <laughs> her next album is going to be she like uh, <laughs> is
2: wearing a Native American headdress and singing in like an offensive <laughs> accent. <laughs>
1: The but she'll, she'll be in a wheelchair or some, right?
0: Yes. yes. Because that's just an yes. It's like, oh you
1: can't see out of one eye, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Disabled you're
0: a Native American,
1: uh, yeah. It'll it'll be called um uh Countess Pocahontas yes. Right? So Tanto Madonna. Yes. <laughs> like it's like lights and all. She comes out of a. She comes out of a, a Native American lake out of a in a wheelchair. Right? A the name of the album will be Colonized.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Her hit single will be. Uh, yeah, it's the. Uh, uh, <laughs> self-titled colonize me and then the, the chorus is colonize me daddy or something like that <laughs> you know like that's, that's her yes. trajectory I wouldn't be surprised and it
1: would be maybe that would almost be I don't know <laughs> maybe then I might listen <laughs> yes like,
0: it's like,
1: she's trying so hard like this this like I, this parody version of her is actually funny but this time you win I got it got yes. yeah. colonize me i in I'm in I will go see you at BAM yes, yes. And your your new tour where you... Do you know about this?
0: Mm-hmm. So on
1: her new tour, um, she's not just selling tickets, right? You have to bid on tickets to see Madonna. So she's going to play the smaller spaces. So she's literally playing BAM. I don't know if this was recently, like last week or it's coming up. So what you do is you bid. You're like, you know, I'll bid $300 for this seat. And then they will get back to you, like, you know, you actually get to go see Madonna for that price. Oh. Can you fucking believe God that? God. Yeah, welcome to art. Think of the like
2: awful, awful people who make it in. And she just, also knows like, like, gay headphones managers exactly. and shit. Like just these awful fucking types. Like the poop the poop the Pete uh Buddha judge gaze of music, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get too political, but you know, like these like intolerable yes. fucking Teachers, pet gays, who are you know? They all work in finance or whatever, make tons of money. Yeah, you know, they're like gay it, bros. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those true. are the only ones who're gonna be at a type the type of show. Someone should just go and like. I wish I were brave enough to suicide bomb it. <laughs> <'Cause>
0: that, <laughs> well, a I wish I could afford it's
1: a bit <laughs> to bid on to ticket to suicide bombs. You know, <laughs> to get my end. You know what I mean? You know, if ISIS is listening, they can
2: you know, send us some money, and we'll. Well, gladly, suicide so like <laughs> bombs. a ton of bam Yeah, show. why not? <laughs> it would just be, it would be the maybe
1: the most righteous thing I could do. It would. It be would be better than living out my life. I would scream, colonize me before I fucking <laughs> let him <her> rip on, <laughs> on, my, on the bomb straps of my body.
0: Fuck.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, if I had the
1: budget to make that music video for <laughs> <laughs> No <it> Spray <was>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Suicide bombing Madonna show.
1: The yeah. band Madonna show in particular, yeah. Yeah, no, it has to be in Brooklyn. Yes, no, no, like no. the center of our culture. We're going to be on some sort of list now. Do you want red wine or rose? Mm. Is one of them chilled? <laughs> yeah. I'll take the chilled one. I'm such a basic. Like, I'm. You're being very Madonna right now. <laughs> Really, you're being really pretentious you're thinking about your drink and then i'm trying <laughs> to finish you're right you're right the musical <laughs> thing with gays i don't understand you know we live in astoria too there's so many theater and musical gays here yes so it's like if, they tried to um if grinder is listening or scruff or whatever app you use if we could create a filter that just you know it's like body types like if there were like a button i could press like Theater majors need like, not apply. Yeah, like drama like, club. please. Yeah. There's so many of them in Astoria. The story.
2: Yeah, no, it, they, they, like, uh, there's, like, the, I think they're the only ones who find this funny, because yeah. it doesn't work, but there's this, uh, like, a jokey name for Astoria, which is Actoria. Oh. It's like, God. no. And you know, like one actually, of those
1: fucking horrible theater kids invented that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they I mean, think they're they smart thought it was very, inventing very
2: clever. It. Yeah, because you only have to change one you know, letter C but it like <laughs> it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't sound right. Actoria. Like no, I'm sorry, that's that's too much. Um, Does gay story work? Gay Story. No. 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 I think
0: it sorry, just has kid. to remain Same kid a story. Tried, story. Tried yeah.
1: Yeah, it's too much. There are there are a handful of musicals that I actually do like, but it doesn't make me a musical person. It makes me like that musical was so good that I had to like it. And I was like, "It was like Greece." I still love that film. Greece so is great. Like, also, yes. I knew like I also knew it was gay because I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to you know, I wanted to be a Levine and John and yes. I wanted to, Especially I wanted to John like, brains out at four yes. years old. And like at I the end when
2: like, she becomes a like, Dom Yes. <laughs> like, she's a total dyke, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like,
1: switch. I'm four years old oh. and the inside of my head is like, yas, 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 <laughs> yas. You know? And I hadn't developed that voice oh, yes, and I was like, yes. where did yes. that come from? Do you know? No, it was a total
2: allure. That's, yeah, that's amazing switch it she makes at the end is extremely gay. Yeah, it is, but so
1: new, yeah, it's the like cocoon dumb, has, like, produced ditch. a fabulous <laughs> moth, not even a butterfly, like a dark moth. Yes, yeah, but right, she's not beautiful. No, she didn't become a beauty queen at then, she became an absolute don. so good.
2: a greaser dom yeah. dyke because she
1: learned from the best she learned from rizzo right well if musicals make me uncomfortable and i'm drawn to it right it's like you shouldn't do that i was like if you tell me i shouldn't then i should you yeah know? so right. that might happen
0: oh, i like but that. then i
1: also started like i learned everything on guitar and i resisted playing piano and musicals because i thought they were gay you know, I don't want to be gay, but I'm gay. I own it, but I don't. You know what I mean? I don't want to be gay. Yeah, like a James. Yeah, James is like that just represents every. Yeah, um, he, James uh, is James well, is basically bidding on tickets to see Madonna at BAM for three hundred fifty dollars. Exactly. Yes. And he might not even get in with that bid, and he's like a Will and Grace gay. You know, like yes. just like a
2: stereotype of a gay, and he's structured his identity around all of these he's really bought into this idea of gayness being attached to certain aesthetic sort of signifiers and, um, he's attached himself to those. And it's kind of, it's very sad, but at the same time, again, it's like, it's very common though. It's sad, but common and, but funny from the outside, (laughs) uh, because it's sad. It's again, it's like, it's a part of gay humor as well. Like he's such a sad character, but I also find him hilarious, (laughs) but I can't really kind of separate that from how sad he is fundamentally like I I know he has a very kind of tortured inner life. And that's sad and did, but it also makes it funny as well.
1: Like I don't I don't sorry. know how to gays are fucking this. nasty ass yes, people. Oh this yeah. is why we're yeah. this is you know what I mean that's why we make the best dark humor. It's just like wow, you just said that.
2: Like, it, well this is what makes me hate um sort of that style of theater, I guess. Uh and again I'm not like I'm not going to kind of develop, like, a really rigorous sort of aesthetic framework by which to judge theater or whatever. I I don't want to do that. But at the same time, like, I think, like, part of the appeal, we've been talking a lot about sort of, um, like, this history of, like, gay humor um, being really intimately tied up with this idea of like really not taking yourself too seriously and, um, you know, like irreverence and like daring to be offensive. Um, because like part of sort of gay, being a gay person and developing, um, you, you have to confront these really like dark, uh, sides of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think in, in the end, like for, for many, it, you, you like come out with this sense of sort of like, um, irreverence and like really not taking yourself too seriously, not taking your own identity too seriously, um, not taking, uh, the dictates of popular culture too seriously. Uh, and in, in something like Hamilton, you see, or at least I've seen from what I've heard, like like a really kind of repulsive level of earnestness. Um, And it's trying to be, you know, it's trying to resurrect this character about Alexander Hamilton, who was, you know, like born into an elite background, um, trying to shoehorn it into this very modern identity of like, you know, he was, uh, I think he was born in Barbados or something. I don't remember the historical details, but... Um, Basically trying to shoehorn him into this identity as, like, a person of color who overcame the odds and, you know, accomplished great. It's also, like, uh, again, like, way too earnest. And also, like, this person was born into an elite background and did not, like... It's not as if they overcame these, like, crushing odds to make something of themselves or whatever. Which, even if that were the story, that would be fucking boring. Because, again, like, it's as... It's like this, this degree of earnestness is really repulsive to me. Like it's just like okay, that's not that's not good art. That's just like really kind of cringy. Uh, I don't know, you know. Oh, I know. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I feel like I can't I a really word. articulate myself very well because I've been. But um, I don't know where I was going with this, but I think it was in part to say that like this idea that but you remember I was about to go on a date with this guy and he told me that he and his sister wrote musicals together. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, but then he told me more and he was like, oh yeah, we, we write about, um, <laughs> like, women in powerful positions in government. Um, and so one of their fucking musicals was about the, uh, like, Obama's... I do remember you talking about I forget the details, but she was, like, some high-ranking official in the Obama administration who was, like, a woman of color. So it was, like, inspirational. It's like, no, she's attached to, like, these, I don't know, these, like, powerful figures who are actually just fucking evil. Right. Like, I'll come on the record and say, like, Obama is evil. I'm sorry to (laughs) burst any bubbles, but, like... While he was, you know, drone bombing kids in Yemen, this woman was coming up with le- legal
1: justifications for <laughs> the murder of children. <laughs> it's like, right. that's that's she, the shit that you're doing. She but was actually, you know, she was actually drafting the cages that they're keeping the kids in. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like, this has been happening for a long time. Oh, I yeah. To just dump this on, you know, <laughs> like... This isn't this isn't news. It's like resistance. You're resisting truths before you're adjusting your history to your own, your rose lenses. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Like. And now it's in fucking music. You know, even the writing a musical mode. That's so crazy. This dude and it's to elevate this
2: person who is like, I don't know, like the idea of like. Elevating someone who's so clearly power hungry that they're willing to justify you, the worst offenses so
1: of the American but, so empire is fucking repulsive. But so, well, you're in a, in this, you're in a, like, are we gonna meet up mode, right? You're just meeting us, right? This is someone online, right? Yes, like, this is an online, app. and I, like, and I so did back out last minute. And then, yes. yeah, because I remember you being like, I don't know, it could be cool. And you're like, absolutely fucking not. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely once he told fun. me all
2: that shit, like, the musicals that he and his sister wrote about powerful women, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't, like, all of the erotics were gone. Yeah,
0: like, that. I,
2: that is a
1: complete, like, I just had no erotic feeling for him anymore. I, was like, I... you're just think, fucking cringy. That's a horrible thing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm also not one of these characters. I'm not James. It's like, girl, last night, I was at Boxer's happy hour. It was <laughs> a college night. I was <laughs> like, Ugh stop talking. You
2: he know? showed me a fucking picture of his, uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? The, um
0: he,
2: like, I just like knew too much about his like, very yeah, particular it, sexuality. Mine's... It was like, Okay, honey, like, I, I know you think this makes you edgy and cool, but I actually don't give a shit. Like, I really don't know right. well enough it's, for us to be talking about this. And I guess I'm, like, kind of conservative in that it's sense. Like, MDMA. I don't. It's Madonna. Yeah, it's yes. Like, yeah. No, it just feels uh, actually, like, pathetic. Like, you're attaching yourself looks to this identity completely.
1: Like, totally. There's no edge.
2: He had that lock, the ch- a chastity belt. Ugh. And Gross. he would, like, show me, or like or, like, reference it. Like, oh yeah, this guy I'm chatting with, like I can't unlock my chastity belt until, you know, it's like one of those, um, not to be like overly didactic, but I don't know like how <laughs> common this knowledge is, but it's, it's like a Well, i like your to expose these things. And, yeah. And,
1: and like you can't. I, are there enough queer podcasts I don't know it's, or get, I use queer, I don't want to use that. I, just, I like going with gay. But anyway. Yeah, like, queer is over. Let's just, now we're, we're in accessories. Because right everyone's fucking this is the queer. accessories. Like Taylor Swift would probably say she's <laughs> queer. That's why it's dead. Um, but Ta- Taylor Swift what? doesn't have one of these. Right? Because this is some advanced <laughs> shit. So can you describe? It's a chastity belt for gay men, right?
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, It's a you can't use your dick until daddy says you can. and So it's like, it's a dom-sub thing. Um, Do
1: you? And... And where do keep. we get these? Do we get this on Amazon or Chelsea? They, do they or?
2: sell sex toys on Amazon? Yes, they do. They do. I thought they were. I thought that was nothing like is sacred. You yeah, right, right. This is a capitalism in 2019.
1: Bezos baby. Everything, <laughs>
2: anything that can be monetized will be
1: monetized. Yeah, no, for no, India, no, including uh, Hamilton cock rings. <laughs> <are, laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm yeah i'm sure there are hamilton Crime. branded
1: sex toys shipped this overnight
2: it's, yes, yes right yeah. um but yeah he basically couldn't use his dick until you know his master told him the combination <laughs> or gave him the key or whatever um this is not terribly important important but i guess all i'm getting at is like he was very quick to share this sort of information with me and i barely knew him but it's it's one of these things it's like this uh this right. thing that he attached his identity to being like, you know, a kinky gay guy. And uh, so it was very quick to share this with me. But it was like this desperate attempt to ground his identity in, in something, like something unique and outside of the mainstream. But it, you know, it came off as, yeah, I, mean, we- I still see him as like a fundamentally sort of empty person because of this like really, really, uh, I mean, he's just like so intent on and again, coming off as like unique in this way, like pertaining to a sexuality, which for me, like, I don't know. it's Maybe this is sort of an outdated way of thinking, but my sexuality, as much as I understand that it like has very much shaped the person that I am today. Um, at the same time, I can't help but feel like it's a little bit incidental to who I am. Like, yeah, I happen to be gay, but I, I kind of don't want to, um, I don't want to allow that to dictate, like, my identity. I don't want to ground my identity and my gayness in ways that are reductive and and sort of insincere. Like, I want to feel like I'm, uh, you know, I'm a more full, fully fleshed
1: out person than uh, just, you know, a gay guy. Actually, like, the band had this problem, too, which is, like, are we a queer or a gay band or... And I felt like, no, we're a rock and roll band, um, and I'm a songwriter, and I'm gay. But it would be reductive for me to say that we're a gay band or a queer band. Because yeah. there are people doing that.
2: Oh, yeah. Remember, Penn, like, do you remember Power Bottom?
1: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> what a wow, that happened. Fucking, I mean, yeah. what a
1: fucking... Also, Nothing I has... love karma, man. Yeah. Like, oh,
2: yeah. No, karma that was perfect. is perfect. That was absolutely perfect.
1: Went this is what with you that. get. This is what you get. With all that, that was like catered to like sold, the Bushwick. You sold queer, work. and yeah. boy, did you like, you, you know, it's like, I'm an intersectional feminist watching Power Bottom, and <laughs> uh, why are you penetrating me? You, you know what I mean? It's like, you're in the band. I don't understand. It's like, you. You don't understand that you just, uh, uh, you bought a lemon. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Also, right before the, their major record release, I mean, so many people lost money. The yes. record labels like, oh, yes, what do we do with this? Yes, we just spent like forty thousand dollars on their. Well, I don't. Even, it was some ridiculous amount of money. It's like, why did I feel so good about that? Oh, no, I mean, why did amazing? you feel so good about that, you
2: know? Um, because they were, like, opportunists. They were capitalizing on this idea of, like, you know, we're a queer punk band. We are the queer punk band, like, trademark. Uh, and then, to uh, you know, one of the front men got, got accused of <laughs> inappropriate uh, sexual
1: Assault, I guess. I don't know. I lost Olympus this is pre-Me too. It was it was like you know, yes, so but this it was is like it
2: racked the like <laughs> queer punk community where it was like, Oh my god. There were all these people who were huge fans of them, but they were like the, you know, ultimate like queer band and they they always uh, I think this is one of my I don't know if I'm inventing this. Maybe I just want this to be true so badly, but I'm pretty sure they would begin all of their shows and be like, this is a safe space. <laughs> 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 and one of the guys was like a, an alleged rapist, basically. That's what it comes down to. I said alleged, so I can say whatever. Obviously, yeah. Afterwards, like <laughs> alleged murderer. You know. And Epstein um, was alleged as well. Yes, everything around and him. And allegedly
1: he killed himself, so. Yeah, everything's alleged, isn't it?
2: But this dude, like, or this person, I think it was a non-binary person, if I remember correctly. Um, but again, that just makes this almost even better. Like, this yeah. non-binary person apparently crossed a line with um, a some woman. woman. Like a... And it came out. Like, just a straight woman, I believe. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, like, the one of the front people of this queer punk band uh, was actually
1: a predator, I guess. Allegedly, again, allegedly. Total predator. Um, perfect disguise. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's right. the perfect predator outfit, too. You know? Sure. Yes, like being from this. I also remember Brooklyn. Band. You know, I've I did my thing in San Francisco, and I brought the nervous breakdowns here as me, and like, you know, I found other people to play with and. So even when I moved here, I was like, "All right, let's try this again." But where I'm in the I'm in New York now, right? It's like the hub of, you know, music and culture. And then that era, and I, that's so funny. That's I would consider that an era, like that Power Bottom mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. I was like I was fully playing out, and I made myself into a power trio. Lisa as my bassist, and uh, uh, my friend Pat. We were fucking ripping these songs. They were great. They were so, like... They torn. The, yeah. <laughs> ripped but Torn. But I never... Sorry. Yeah, we oh, were the ripped Torn of punk. But they, they never, like... Technically good, but, like, offensive. Sonically. Like, and when I'm on stage, I'm on stage. You know, I am truly, like... I mean... I'm closer to like a Judy Garland. I could mm. like fucking fall apart at any moment. Yes. So you're missing the gay dark part of this thing, which you're you're adjusting to, right? This prototype that is developed that is called queer punk or saves all this shit. And it's like, I listen to these bands like, yeah, they sound like they, they sound like, oh, collect, that collector. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, <laughs> yeah, truly, like half the power like bottom is billing me. De- De- like, yeah, I like that we were talking about. Legal that. counsel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this
2: is their uh, like. It's way too earnest. That's the thing. That's what. That's what I think makes it um, so at odds with like the sort of tradition of of gay or queer humor and culture is like it's this very kind of dire earnestness that is totally at odds with the sort of playful, sort of identity-bending, um, irreverent thing that made queerness what it was. And so I think that's what's going on in the, in those sorts of situations where it's like, you when you go up on a stage and you're like, everyone listen up. This is a safe <laughs> space. And everyone, anyone who doesn't agree to that has to leave at the moment. Like, any... Anything that takes itself too seriously is automatically like um, kind of ridiculous. Or like, I mean, I guess this is just like my own aesthetic sense, but it's like I I'm agree with immediately you repulsed That's by it. Not just your, but I think we're also in that sense we're we're sort of um, more in line with the history of kind of queerness in the sense of like being unwilling to be like stone hard serious and um, you know imposing. This sense of lawfulness at the beginning of a show by saying it's just, it's a safe space. Not I mean, obviously, like it's not like I want someone to be gay bashed at a show or something. It's 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 clearly affected. Like it's not sincere, but it's trying to pass itself off as being earnest and like heartfelt and real
1: and sincere.
0: Which but is the moment so... I back away. Yeah, that's, it, a th- that's like
1: I smell mm-hmm. I like yeah. I smell Predator. Like, I'm... Oh, you know completely. I mean? Yes. It's right, like, right. It's, it's immediately disqualifying. Hey, little here. boy. I don't trust anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Want some candy? mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, oh, that's okay. Because it shows, like, I a fundamental
2: dishonesty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, they're it's, capable of anything at that point, if they're willing to subject themselves to that sort of dishonesty where it's, like, you know, acting out this version of
0: acceptance. I
1: mean, isn't it... I... I have to write this into a, a film just someone whispering you're in a safe space and then they put their hand up my skirt (laughs) you know what I mean I don't even wear skirts but sometimes I could but you know what I mean Just like you're in a safe space baby yes yeah right for my crotch Mm -hmm. thank you you know it's like that's what it like that's what a predator says and it's it's sort of like that uh adage like you (laughs) should get the office that's like you started i was like i'm on your side i was like um kendra said that like just <gasps> like fuck e- the- listen you just identified yourself mm-hmm. as a person i can't trust when you said only the person you can't trust say something like well you can trust me yes no it's the sharks. you know it's like a shark. it's like, like, it's like that say that. Yeah, you're absolutely. in a safe space right you want to talk more we're in a safe space
0: I was like, okay. <laughs>
1: um no thanks I've never felt more <laughs> I've never felt more unsafe than yeah. what I've been told why can't I safe pull your space. breath on me from five <gasps> feet away when you said that you know what <laughs> I mean it's like disgust it's like, please stop talking like that
2: yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah it's just I don't know I guess this like um I'm really happy you can edit this to your <laughs> whims cause it's like I feel like it's all over the place but It all makes sense when I do that. The Rip Taylor thing as well, like, I felt like it was a good preparation for coming here, because Rip Taylor, like, his whole thing is, like, it's so, so insincere, so affected.
1: Opposite version of her, which I still would say was inauthentic when they say these things, is Miley Cyrus, right? So even when she does it, right... You know, because, like, Taylor Swift is a safe country girl, you know, very cookie-cutter. But I, I completely agree. But I also would say that Miley Cyrus is completely inauthentic in her everything. Like, yeah. I, technically, great singer. Uh, you look great. You have this great uh, background. Your, your father is, like, a shitty... Achy, shitty, shitty heart. singer. Yes. Awful, yeah, awful. No, she has like, some like, great
2: songs for sure, but like as but far she, as her whole
1: her is like I'm vegan and I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. when yes. she is, no, she's not safe at all, but it's still authentic. Yes, completely. You know, it, it's it's funny because like she's not Taylor Swift, but I almost think she's she's worse that way because like she's not at least I find Taylor Swift to be a savvy person. And she doesn't have access to what Lana Del Rey did. Like, she just couldn't possibly conceive it. From, like, the conservative side of things, you know, like, well, it's just, like, not in her nature. But to the, like, the opposite side of, like, let's say, my Cyrus, she doesn't have access to that, what we're talking about, either even her being an edgy person. Because it's not that, is it? That's even a better
2: example, though, than Taylor Swift. Because
1: that's how slight that authenticity is. Mm -hmm. It's not a... I just want people to mistake authenticity with, like, being able to be, like, humorous or angry in a way that is, like... It's just not even... It's not even about being harsh or... It's so understated, in fact, that... No one has, not many people have access to tap into that. They, they can't tap into it. Taylor Swift can't do it mm-hmm. as much as Miley Cyrus sure as hell can't do it. mm mm-hmm. right. but right. But the, she, what's worse about her is she wants to tap into it. Absolutely, and she can't. yeah. She wants to have this kind of And she is, in image. fact, doing... She's on a new song with Lana Del Rey for the Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Which is a new single that's just been released. What Did the you know fuck? that? Fuck no. Yep. Wait, so it's Lana Del Rey, Miley Cyrus, and Ariana Grande. <gasps> oh, that's perfect. Oh my god. Oh Let's my. Let's take three powerful women in music and make them make the single for, you know, thank you, Hollywood. Holy shit. That's also, amazing. I don't need to watch a new I watched the the preview today. Just I fucking love Charlie's Angels. Do you remember when like actresses were like not only kind of like a filmography. They actually had also a personality. Like you'd see them on an awards show. It was like, I really want to hear what Drew Barrymore has to say. Yes. You yeah. know, she's like, so the award for the next best supporting actress is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, you're so cute. I love uh-huh. your little lisp. Yes. And her, yes. And you're a little chunky. You know, you like as a
2: frumpy underdog. Yeah. Thing going. Yes. And then you had. Uh, but she was also like underdog in quotes because she was from a,
1: like a Hollywood oh, yeah, family. yeah, but... Visually speaking, you know, just gorgeous, but unorthodox. Yes! Gorgeous. You know, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Such good. And then, you know, it, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ca- Karen Diaz. Uh, Karen Diaz, like, model body, but super, like, apple pie, like, almost like a uh, actually like a Taylor Swift type, but with more edge, like interesting, like more depth. She was like aesthetically pleasing, that. but s- like kooky, it just like sprite and like perfect dumb blonde. Yeah, Hollywood know? knew how and to like, shape that. these And then people you had Lucy Lee who was like better. complete badass. It was like uh, perfect. And now I was like, oh, well, let's, I thought the new Charlie's initials would be like, let's take the, the top three actresses that make them become, like, detectives of agency, crime-fighting, classic ladies. I was like, I don't know who any of these women are. Is like, it's it's kind of sad. But it was like, I'll still give it a chance. So I watched the trailer today, but I didn't even know they were making a Charlie's Angels film until the, I saw Lana Del Rey interview. And they're like, what's it like to work with uh, Miley Cyrus and Aaron Grande and this thing? And she did say, you know, like, Oh, I feel so privileged to be part of something so big. Oh, (laughs) shut the (laughs) fuck up, Lana.
2: You're like the only (laughs) artist there. What the fuck? Like you're right, the but, one who maybe, has any but maybe she's like,
1: playing it. Too, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. I
2: know, I believe it. Right. She leans in. That's what makes her an exactly. artist. She so leans point, into this I, I, insincere thing that it's like, okay, you do it so much that it's like actually becomes amazing, like an actual artistic statement. Whereas these other ones are just fucking pathetic. She's doing glow
1: like between segments. Yeah. You want this interview. And she's like, yeah, it's such a privilege to be with like Ariana Grande. At, you know <laughs> and you know like yeah we can all read
2: all, <laughs> the real Lana stands can read between the lines and be like oh yes we
1: understand like, uh, I, I get no it more. read between the lines yeah. yes yes <laughs> read, read between <laughs> the lines like Coke. that is yeah, exactly exactly alright pin drop, smoke session
0: yes oh,